0: Hello everyone, JP here. I hope this note finds you well. Summer is here and we will be taking a break. I will be focusing my time on researching and writing the book, all about the last 8%. We don't know the title. Roughly though, it will be looking at what does it mean to grow the skills to be better in the last 8%, to use those opportunities to transform ourselves. Also, transform our teams. What does it mean to build a last 8% culture? What does it mean exactly? In the meantime, we have chosen some favorite episodes from past seasons for your listening enjoyment. And because we want you to keep moving and listening. Why? Well, we know that mood follows movement. And so we have over 145 different episodes. Go back, listen to various ones, listen to them again. It's great for the repetition because there's a lot of good content there, but more so it's about building these habits. Uh, If you're interested in finding out what your predictable default behavior is, that is what do you do? What's your pattern when you face the last 8%? Go to the show notes. You can take our quiz. Um, But... Most of all, you know, feel free to join our Facebook group and share everything with other folks. But most of all, have a wonderful summer and we will see you back real soon. Thanks so much. Welcome to The Last 8% Morning. This is J.P. Palu Fry. It is so great to be with you today. In today's episode, you work or lead a team and you want that team to thrive. You want to create great products, have a big impact, make a big difference for the people you serve. But you're struggling. The team is not performing as well as it could be and you're wondering why. What does it take to build a great team? In this episode, we explore some of the differences between great teams and average teams. Excited to be here? I certainly am. Let's walk. Out walking moving as we are able feel your feet on the ground feel your belly rise and fall and just see if you can let go of whatever you were doing or thinking or planning and just let that be and just come into this moment If you're new to the podcast, we walk. We integrate movement and mindfulness and mental training exercises, something we've developed over the last 25 years working with Olympic athletes, NFL, NBA teams, Navy SEALs, and mainly organizations and leaders who lead them. Building this habit, this way to... be better in our most difficult moments, what we call last 8% moments. So it's so great to be with you today. And let's start just by feeling again our feet on the ground, feeling our belly rise and fall. Knowing that every time we stop and are aware of our breathing or our body. We are starting to build neural pathways of being less reactive, which will help us in those difficult moments we face during the day. You know, from very good research, the more we practice mindfulness, whether it's walking or sitting, we neuroarchitect our brain so that we are just a little more able to stay and not run when things get hot. So, to start, just feel your feet on the ground, feel your hands and arms, feel your head and neck. And if your mind wanders, which it will, just note that it's wandered. Let the thought be or the story be. And come back to focusing on your belly rising or falling or your body as you sit and or walk and move. What we know is that every time that we go through that cycle of intentionally watching our breath or our body, and then our mind wanders, and then we notice that our mind has wandered, and we bring it back. That cycle is actually what builds neural pathways more than anything else. So as you're doing this practice, and if you get frustrated that you can't stay focused on whatever it is that I'm suggesting you stay focused on, see if you can change your view. Mindfulness is not about... Being able to stay fully focused and concentrated. It, it's actually more about can we be aware when our mind wanders, let it go, come back, because that's what drives this neural pathway development. So now feel your upper back and your mid back and your lower back. And again, if your mind wanders, just let the thought go and bring back your focus of attention to whatever it is that you are attempting to stay focused on. And again, we're doing this so we can build this strength and power to be with what's difficult in these more difficult moments during the day. This is the how of leadership because we know the fate of our success, our organization's success rests in our ability to have courage and move into, not away, not avoid the last 8%. So let's move to our idea of the day. You want your team You want your organization to thrive. You want to create great products. You know, make a difference, have an impact for your customers. But you see that you're struggling a bit. Your team is not performing as high a level as they are capable of. And you wonder why. And of course, there's many reasons today. Part of it has to do with the amount of change that everyone's been going through. And quite frankly, are still experiencing. Part of it has to do with how burned out people are feeling from the past two years of the pandemic. But part of it has to do with the fact that people are actually not that skilled in doing difficult things that are required to work well and be productive together. To make great progress, it requires that people are able to work well together. And it may seem sound so simple, but boy, it's much more difficult than we think because of how pressure changes our behavior. When we are facing a more challenging conversation or making a tougher decision, we feel more pressure. And this is what can throw off our behavior, but also how we engage and work with others. And this is what can really have an effect on teams. And it is at heart what separates the great teams from the average. From our experience, if a team is not capable of tackling the tough stuff, the hard stuff, they experience significant consequences. They start to lack trust because people are not saying what they mean. And people know when this is happening. They can sense that. Or you start to get Meetings after the meeting to talk about what really happened in the meeting, which of course only destroys psychological safety. And because of that, change and innovation happen too slowly, and people feel stuck. And eventually people will leave the organization and the team, and organization won't thrive. At the heart of this equation, for great work to happen, you have to take risks That's what's central to great teams. You have to be able to enter into that last 8% zone where all of the great things happen. All the great new ideas, that's where they come from. Or the new ways of doing things. Because this is the more difficult place where we have to look and really understand a problem. And be vigilant and... And tough as we look at what is contributing to the problem. Why can't we get more traction? The truth is, you can't stay in the harbor if you're going to do great work as a team. And I've done some work, not a little bit of work, probably 15 years of work with the US Navy. And there's a great saying at the Navy which is that ships are safe in the harbor, but that's not what ships are for, right? We need to get out of the harbor. where Yes, there's more risk, but there's also more reward. And in this day and age, I think the harbor is the old ways that we were working, and it doesn't work anymore. The old way of staying in the harbor is far too slow. The old way of staying in the harbor, we take far too few risks and the old way doesn't lead to breakthroughs for our clients and on top of that if things don't change good people start to leave because the calculus has changed in most organizations where there are more good jobs than great people and so the best and brightest will head to greener pastures where they can make a difference where they are set up for success where the conditions will not burn them out where they feel part of a great team doing important work and the irony is that at the same time that people are working hard and feeling the cost of burnout they are not making the progress they are capable of capable of because they are avoiding the really tough conversations and tough decisions that occur in this zone, in the last 8%. So how do we change the equation? Stand tall, look around, feel grateful. Just take a moment and feel your body, feel your toes and your heels. If the pandemic has changed anything, it is a realization that we can do Great things only when we act more courageously. Courage is not about finding people and hiring people with higher IQ or more technical skills. That's not what moves the dial. Courage requires teams to be able to manage emotions because doing these tough things are hard on us, and we need to be able to be hardy and resilient. Ben Horowitz, a venture capitalist, said you read these management books that say these are the hard things about running a company. But those aren't really the hard things. The hard things are when you have to lay off half your company. Or you have to fire your best friend. Or you have to figure out a way not to go bankrupt. And I think he's absolutely correct. These are the decisions that are required if you want to build a strong team and do great work and build a great organization. And it requires the ability for people and teams to both learn how to manage their own emotions when they're facing these tough decisions and conversations, but also to be able to read And manage the emotional environment of the team so that people can feel safe to take these risks. This is what drives great work. This is what drives great products and a great culture that keeps best and brightest. But it will only happen if we are truly courageous. As Maya Angelou said, courage is the most important of all the virtues. Because without courage, you can't practice any other virtue consistently. And so what does it look like to have this courage? Well, it means really looking at ourselves and assessing with candor, both as an individual and as a team, how are we operating? Is this serving ourselves. You know, one of the things that I do in my study where I work, I have two signs on the wall. One says, what would an exceptional leader do? And then number two, it says, what's the vision of our company? And is what I'm doing consistent with that vision? And those are important questions. It means we have to really look at ourselves. And not get caught in trying to protect, be defensive, but instead have that that bigger perspective. So number one, we have to look at ourselves. Number two, we have to have the courage to challenge all of our sacred cows and shoot them if we must. I've seen this in so many organizations. There's some things you can't talk about. And when I see that, I think that organization or that team is not going to be great you got to be able to look at anything and everything and really challenge it. And then you also need to have the courage to continue to learn as fast as the world is changing. And the world is changing so fast. And it's not easy, right? This is when you enter into that last 8% zone. And because it's not easy, that's why Last 8% is such a differentiator. Because so few teams, so few people, so few, few organizations are willing to go there. But as you know, because you're a long-time listener, I hope you're a long-time listener, you're at least a one-time listener, but as I hope you are starting to find out, we actually can grow the skills of courage, of managing emotions, so we can enter into that Last 8% zone or area where it's not comfortable but where truly great ideas and approaches come out of and how we can really transform ourselves our teams our organizations so let's move to our three by three to finish this episode Before I do, if you're getting something out of this, please enjoy it. Subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Write a review that helps the algorithm help others find us. And of course, share. You know, if you know someone who's, you know, working hard to transform their team or organization, please share. But our three by three taking three mindful breaths right down to the toes, calming this body. And now moving to gratitude. I want you to think about somebody who was facing a challenge in your your life, a friend, a teammate, and you helped them in some way. You showed up in a way that really made a difference for them. And now I want you to think about how that impacted them, what they felt, what emotions did they experience because of how you showed up. What gratitude do they feel towards you? And just receive that gratitude. Think of that gratitude. Wonderful. Now let's move to our goals. What three goals, big rocks, do you want to get done today? What would make it a great day? What are the really important stuff? And maybe the difficult stuff that you want to tackle today. Fantastic. Now let's take this focus and momentum and energy into the day. Let's show up as an exceptional leader, as an exceptional teammate, someone who is not afraid to do difficult things. Enter into that last 8% zone. Anna Neen uh, has a great quote. She said, Life shrinks or expands in proportion to one's courage life shrinks or expands in proportion to one's courage. Have a wonderful day.